0: Thank you for joining the Zen Care podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. I was just checking to see if I was really here. Such a wonderful thing to do. Are you actually here? Or are you in some thought, writing a note, when you're just supposed to listen? Today is the first day of our commit to sit, of our ongo, a practice that has been engaged since at least the time of the Buddha, where people thought at least once a year it's really important to gather your heart and mind together in community. At least for 90 days. So we begin that today. Some of us are here. And others are joining us from across the country and different parts of the world. There's an expression that was comes from the Japanese culture, Ichigo Ichie. One moment, one chance. It's something, actually, I say to myself throughout the day. In different versions. Like, or am I actually here? Or I'm in a dream. To me, the beauty of this practice is realizing we don't have to practice being in a dream anymore. At least for myself, the ease in which I can fall into a dream life is no problem at all. ways that I can think of to separate from you are so many and so well-practiced. To me, the intimacy of this practice has been so healing and continues to be. But to me, we have to be willing to really examine which to me is why we're here, to open our eyes and to really look at how we are not here. The teaching from today from Wholehearted is suffering from the lone wolf phenomenon is a common characteristic in our society today in our own personal, emotional habits of isolation have now become part of the culture itself. And that wolves are pack animals, as are we. So how do we use our practice to extend out And it's kind of cute for a while to be like, well, I don't want to, or I'm too tired, or later on. Maybe next practice period, next session, next life. But every day, even during this, as I began talking, there's so many moments. And how do we just show up for it? How do you use this awareness of one moment, one chance to widen out your circle of compassion? To me, Session is the most amazing place to do that. Because you think you're in your own private hell or heaven and you don't realize how you're impacting everybody else. It took me years and years to even glimpse that, that I was not alone in a bubble. I was so into this lone wolf. And I really thought it was actually freedom. I didn't belong anywhere. I'm not really committed to any particular thing. I'm free. And I sat with all these amazing, different, wonderful teachers who are. But I really wasn't anywhere. It really was not until I really rooted myself somewhere for a good amount of time, that actually I began to see how I was making myself not free. There's a story you might know, it's uh, Little Red Riding Hood, you know. Often that story is referred to in the sense of you know, you shouldn't listen to the wolf and you should, you know, don't wander off the path. But to me, one of the heartbreaking parts of that story is the wolf, the big, bad, crazy wolf. And I so relate to him. Here, he's a lone wolf. There's no pack and he acts completely crazy. He does not do what actually would be nourishing to him. And I wonder how many of us don't do what's actually nourishing to us. Instead, we prefer to keep separating from the pack, because we're independent. Or whatever you're filling the blank is. But to me, then we become just like that wolf in the Little Red Riding Hood. Like Little Red Riding Hood, it was very clear, she just wanted to like give her grandma some food. That would've been a very different story. Little Red Riding Hood thought I'd give my grandmother some food, so I brought it to her. But to me, it's so interesting to think about this wolf and how our own lone wolves and ourselves kind of take us off course. And to me, they just need to be invited in to have a different kind of relationship to that wolf. To understand it and to love it. But not to pretend it's not there. I wonder how many of us wished it wasn't there and have all kinds of strategies that affect your practice and your ability to commit to your practice. What happened to that wolf in Little Red Riding Hood? that made him feel that he could not be with his group. He couldn't find his other wolves. So he just created a lot of trouble, killed a grandmother. mythologically it could be like that he was just killing his own wisdom and deceiving his own innocence how we deceive our own receptivity and openness to what we actually what actually feels pleasurable in a true way not junky pleasure, but what actually it feels true. Hmm. There's a story that it's so incredible because it's attributed to so many indigenous cultures. And it's about these two different wolves, and probably many of you have heard the version of this story. But it's what's so interesting to me about it is some people say it's from this tribe, and other people say it's that tribe. And so it's just clearly some kind of story that we all need. And it's about a young person and their grandparent and watching these two wolves And one is very destructive and one is very connected and sweet. And he talked about how the the grandparent just says, you know, like, you just have to be careful which one of them you feed. You feed this kind of lone wolf in ourselves, in our practice. It'd be so easy, especially, you'd be like, oh, this is so weird. Like, what are they doing here? What are we doing here, really? And I'm going to go. Or in different ways, how we separate ourselves, even if you actually physically stay. You might stay physically, but be in a fantasy world the whole time not actually just bringing herself back again and again to just here. Session is so amazing. Our practice is so amazing because not really anything is happening. And we create so much trouble. Like that wolf. We eat what is wise. Many of us have stories upon stories of all the good reasons to separate ourselves or to not trust. So much so that we forget to trust our experience. Just like how it feels in your body right now. To me, the path of this practice and zazen itself is a path of love. Just loving where we are, because that is just what is happening. After Dogen went to, who's the founder of this Soto Zen School in Japan, he had this arduous trip to China, risked his life to study with a teacher, and then came back because he really wanted to share these teachings with his pack. And he was not really appreciated for that, basically chased out of the capital. And during that time when no one really liked him, he was still committed to the practice, when it was so uncomfortable. How many of us would be that courageous? In one version of one of the first things that he wrote when he came back to Japan, the Fukan Zazenji, he says, The Zazen that I speak of is not learning meditation, it is simply entering the Dharma gate of repose and bliss. What could could be bad about that? Entering the Dharma gate right now of repose and bliss. And it's so insane that we think of all these things like, well, I'm not going to do that. That might actually feel good. I'd rather stay in my shit pile that's familiar and can give you a million reasons why I'm not connected to the world in the way that I'd really want to be. I'd rather reinvest in my old ways of being. Ever do that? At least one of you nodded. The rest of you are just free. so sweet. He says once its heart of zazen is grasped once you grasp your own heart of zazen you're like a dragon gaining the water like a tiger taking to the mountains. To me it's like That's what we're doing this session, Hmm. like a dragon diving into the water, or a tiger taking to the mountains. (laughs) What would it be like just to allow that? To me, this is one of the main reasons I still practice and maybe feel more inspired to practice now. It doesn't mean that it will be easy. He says right after this, For you must know that just there, in this moment of zazen, exactly the right dharma is manifesting itself. Whatever is happening right now is exactly what is happening and what we need to be receptive to. So whatever your stuff is that's arising for you moment by moment in this session is exactly our practice. And so to me, the way to move from the lone wolf to a dragon taking to the water is just by meeting it totally and completely and not holding back. It's enough already. That's what I tell myself. When little Danny comes around, I'm like, it's enough already. He wears a big red hat. How do we allow for tenderness? and vigor. How do we allow ourselves to really just practice Ichigo Ichie? There's so little time in this life. And yet we also have this time in this life. How we use it is extraordinary opportunity, moment by moment. To me, the gift of this session, the gift of our practice, is that we can open it. What else? Isn't this enough? Don't hesitate.